0: Hey, this is Rachel True, and you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Well, maybe records were a little better when you look top to bottom, but it was really about the eye test. It's like yeah. all teams are beating up on each other, and it's more level competition, whereas the AFC was top-heavy. But, hey, the AFC ended up winning the, the Super Bowl, so... yeah
1: Yeah, we ended up talking about that last week when you were uh, you were not with us but um yeah i mean we like i didn't really even watch the super Bowl. i only watched the fourth quarter and like i just i i don't know man I, i don't know if it's just my distaste for the nfl in general but like i just i just don't care about the super bowl anymore like it used to be this big event and like i used to know like More or less, like, pretty much every player on every roster, I was like, oh, I know who this person is. They had a pretty decent season doing this. Like, I just, I don't follow it. I don't care. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, people were like, oh, this person's going to have a big game. And I was like, you know how, like, if you were ever playing madden or like ncaa football and you went into like future seasons and it would like create new players for you with like random names that you literally could be saying one of those fake names from from (laughs) that and i would be like oh yeah sure he's a player great like it's it's all the same to me at this point
0: see now i kind of want to throw like old old like nba names at you and see and then intersperse real names and see you're like, all right, Mike, is Latrell Sprewell an actual NFL player right now or not?
1: No, he's a basketball – he he choked <laughs> P.J. Carlissimo. I know that. God.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> That's a whole different episode <laughs> of us doing that. Yeah.
1: No, I'm not that out of touch. Jesus Christ. Like, it's <laughs> – I still like when it comes to like 90s and 2000s sports, man, I still have a pretty good knowledge base. It's just like recent stuff like you could list off like here. Well, we'll we'll do this. For example, let's look at Kansas City Chiefs roster. I know I know Pat Mahomes, Chris Jones, defensive tackle. No idea who that is. Travis Kelsey. I know who he is. Tyree Kill. Wasn't he the guy that like kicked that girl?
0: He was the one who allegedly beat his son and broke his arm, and there was that call with him and his girlfriend that she recorded, and she was all like, oh, he's afraid of you. He's afraid of you, and like there were no charges brought, and the NFL dropped his suspension because they couldn't prove anything. So Jeez. you take from that what you will.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know Tyron Matthew. That's – um. He used to play for, yeah, that's Honey Badger. He played for Arizona, and then he played for Houston, and then he played for Kansas. Why did he get bounced around so much? I thought he was good.
0: He is. I think he's just one of those, like, players who's been around for a while. Like, I think just once you get a little bit up there in years, you know, I don't know.
1: Sammy Watkins, I know who he is because he was originally drafted by Buffalo, wasn't he? He played for
0: Clemson. Yeah, I I know that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think they traded up to get him, if I'm remembering correctly, in that draft. He was like yeah. really high up there, and then, um, I don't know, he was just hit or miss and would be injured all the time. Uh, and then he went, did he played, he played a year for the, he played for the Rams, like oh, the Chargers be... or something like that, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Either way, like the the that was
1: something that MC was saying on last week's episode was that the Chiefs were a kind of a hodgepodge they were like a lot of cast-offs so it was kind of a good story for them um Terrell Suggs plays for them
0: yeah they picked him up in the middle of the year um he was on the Cardinals for the majority of the year and um they cut him and the Chiefs picked him up so it's pretty disappointing that guy got another ring to me (laughs) not (laughs) a big Terrell Suggs fan probably not ever gonna be I don't I gotcha. know him as a person, but as a as an NFL rivalry standpoint, do not root f- positively for that man's career. <laughs>
1: Un- understandable. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Frank Clark. Never heard of him. Laurent Laurent DuVernay. I don't know what the rest of this name is. Um, M- McCole Hardman. Haven't heard of him. Uh, Daniel Sorensen. Oh, is he? They, okay?
0: They drafted me. Hardman. His game is almost identical. Well, almost identical, but I mean, very, very similar to Tyreek Hill's. And when they thought Tyreek Hill was going to have a very serious suspension at the beginning of the year for this alleged child beating stuff, they were like, well, you know, Tyreek Hill is like integral to our offense. We need a guy that can do that thing. So they hired him because he's super fast and elusive. And then they ended up just going crazy with all these like fast, quick, you know, uh, high elusiveness guys.
1: Yeah, which is, I mean, like the West Coast offense, which is what Andy Reid runs, is like not dependent, but that's like a huge part of that. It's the it's the yards after the catch, so it makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, like LaShawn McCoy, I didn't really even realize that he was still in the league. I thought he was done, but yeah, apparently he's with Kansas City.
0: Yep, he got cut from Buffalo, and they they picked yeah. him up because obviously him and Andy Reid have a history from their time in Philly together. True. And, true. Um, yeah, he was uh, meh. He was he was yeah. mediocre. Most of this stuff I know, like, don't talk to me about the defensive guys because I don't know any of them. But the offensive guys, thanks, fantasy football, (laughs) keeps you real in the loop.
1: Yeah, very true. This name sounds familiar. I'm looking him up. Uh, Demarcus Robinson. I've heard that name before, but I don't know where.
0: Yeah, he's another one of those journeyman wide receivers that's been in a couple places. Um, And he was another one like when because Tyreek Hill didn't get suspended. But in the very first game, he got pretty significantly injured. Oh, yeah. Uh, So he did end up missing you know, a big chunk of games and um, Robinson and Michael Hardman and uh, the other wide receiver Pringle, like they all had like these different moments. Like there was a game very early on where they played the uh, Raiders because obviously yeah. like, division rivals and um, in the second quarter, Patrick Mahomes threw four touchdowns. Wow. Uh, and they were all, all of them were like these long passes to these dudes, like these fast little, you know, n- not the, The big over-the-top, you know, Terrell Owens kind of wide receivers, but these smaller, you know, one step and they're gone and it's just – oh, and then Mahomes has the arm to just put it right over the top and just drop it right in the bread basket to him.
1: Yeah, I mean it's – like reading over it, I mean like I didn't know a lot of those names, but at the same time it was like – it's whatever you know like i was like oh well i know this guy he's like their face of the franchise same with the, with the niners because i'm looking at them right now i knew jimmy garoppolo george kittle i'd heard that name before nick bosa that's um he's got a brother that plays too for for um for the chargers right yeah joey bosa yeah joey bosa um uh, richard sherman i mean everybody knows who he is emmanuel yeah. sanders yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders, that name sounds really familiar, but he's not. he hasn't played just for the 49ers, has he?
0: No, sir. He started his career with the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: That's right. I knew I had heard his name and before. He's been
0: playing for the last, jeez, I want to say something like four years or so with the, yeah. the Broncos. Oh, and yeah. mid, mid-season, the the 49ers traded for him. Uh, so he, he was only oh. with the team for maybe half the season, if that.
1: Okay. Yeah, just reading over that. Raheem Mostert, never heard of him. Um, Debo Samuel never heard of him Tevin Coleman that name sounds familiar CJ Beathard I know that name because his grandfather Bobby Beathard was the GM of the of the Washington football team for a long time back in the 80s so
0: oh I didn't know that yeah yeah he just Uh, went like Beathard Mostert Coleman they're like they had like a whole like fleet like you know you have running back by committee which is usually two dudes they had like four guys who were, yeah. who were, you know, it's a committee of committees, basically, um, and they just ran the ball down everybody's throats and just super handsome Jimmy Garoppolo only had to throw the ball a couple of times and then, you know, pose on the sideline looking all good.
1: Tell me that's his nickname too, super handsome Jimmy. Garoppolo.
0: <laughs> it is in my household. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs>
1: I'm just looking I'm man like I'm looking at Garoppolo too. like he came from like a no name school and like,
0: oh, uh, uh, I want to say East Carolina, Eastern
1: Illinois, Eastern Illinois.
0: Oh, Eastern Carolina was that? uh, never mind. Never mind. Don't worry about it. I know that's
1: uh, I can't remember who played there, but like, yeah,
0: Was Was that Romo?
1: No, Romo also was like from a no-name school in Illinois or Indiana, something like that. Let's see where Tony Romo went to school. Romo College. Or maybe,
0: oh, maybe they both went to Eastern Illinois. I know there's something with both of them.
1: Yep, they both went to Eastern Illinois. That is correct.
0: Wow, who that's went, who crazy. Went to freaking Eastern Carolina, then. It doesn't For, matter. I don't know why I'm asking you. Like you it's okay. just know. Quarterbacks
1: from ECU um there's like no
0: you're, you're like there's literally never been a court. they don't have a football team steven so i don't know where <laughs> you're coming up with this at
1: all right let's see eastern carolina football oh
0: you know what i think i think i'm thinking of chris johnson the running back so I'm oh, not yeah remotely oh. close
1: let's see justin hardy zay jones david Garrard, jeff blake um Matt Dodge, CJ Wilson. I don't know who this guy is, but that's a his name is Tootie Robbins. That's pretty exciting. Tootie Robbins? A guy what? named Tootie who played for the Cardinals. That's pretty See, exciting. See, that's the
0: kind of name you could have like today as an NFL player or uh-huh. nineteen twenty seven as an MLB player. Tootie Robinson <laughs> up at bat for the Yankees. You know, I mean like they fit for both of them for completely different eras it's pretty awesome
1: tootie mm-hmm. wasn't much of a hitter but he showed sure good field yeah yeah I <laughs> yeah no, I, just, I hear what you're saying so ladies and gentlemen who are listening to the steve and i blather on about nonsense uh, welcome to i would say it's the diner but it's really not because we're gonna go old school and in fact we're gonna have an old school intro we we it's just the two of us. It's like it was when we first started doing this podcast, which is weird because the um occasionally I'll go back and like listen to our old podcast just to make sure that we're not talking about the same stuff over and over again. And I listened to our 5-year anniversary podcast that we had. And it's just weird because it ended with just the two of us kind of like it started. Um, and now here we are, doing just the two of us again because MC uh, was able to score tickets to the uh, Wizards game tonight for his birthday. So that's pretty pretty dang exciting. But it'll be just Steve and myself. We're going to be talking like we always do um, about various pop culture things. We're going to start with The Witcher because we we have now all seen it, everybody on the podcast. So I definitely want to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about Star Trek, um, Picard because I'm all caught up on that and kind of keep Steve in the loop on what's going on and why he needs to start watching it. But then also, Steve came up with a really cool idea um, for conversation piece for the podcast tonight, and um, you know what? It's going to be a surprise, so you guys will hear about that. Um, it's a tease, uh, as they like to say in the industry. You guys can tune in for that. But uh, it's myself. It's Steve Monick. We're going old school GGR Pirate Radio, and this episode is going to be starting right
0: now. GR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag.
1: Start your computations for Time Warp.
0: You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you (laughs) do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw him in jail, everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, you are back on the streets doing the yeah, same goddamn, goddamn thing. So you just put him in the morgue. You goddamn morgue. This It's called pirate radio. Yes. It's all useless to resist. Don't let yourself be destroyed as Obi-Wan did. all we $10 for a BJ, $12 for an HJ, $15 for a ZJ. What's a ZJ? <laughs> if you have to ask, big man, you can't afford it. This is called pilot radio. Paying heels, chicks digs cars. glory. Last nice forever. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Who the hell are you? Name's Ash. Housewares. Power. Make a wish Wish you
1: weren't so f***ing awkward, bud.
0: It's called pilot radio. Before you started. you be like, oh, these are stupid guns. Guns uh, are for jerks. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzford. And now, your host, Mike I'm
1: totally going to use that, too. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this is GGR Pirate Radio. We're going back to the roots, to the original format that got us all of those dozens and dozens of people that sometimes listened but I think just gave us pity, likes and follows on iTunes. (laughs) It's myself, Mike Lunsford, as I mentioned. Uh, I've also got the guy who helped me find... This wonderful and glorious website. That is The Great Geek Refuge. It's greatgeekrefuge.com when you get a chance. Go ahead and check that out. We founded it back in 2014. So we are now going into year six of the existence of this website. But not only did he help me find the website, he also has been the co-host of the podcast since day one. And his name is Steve
0: Monick. Year six? is that is yes. that, Is that scientifically accurate? That is carbon dated, yes. That is correct. Oh my goodness. I can't... I. I know that's like the most cliche thing in the world to say. It's like, where did the time go? But like, seriously, where did the time go? I know, right? Like, it's
1: yeah. I mean, and that, and I, as I was mentioning, like, we, um, while you guys were listening to the intro music, Steve and I were having a nice conversation. Uh, I was saying that one of the last podcast I listened to was our five year anniversary podcast. So, just in listening to that and like all the things that we've gone through and all the things that have changed it's just like it's so cool that we essentially went back to what we originally started with and that's what has worked best for us so I am always happy to spend my Friday nights with uh, one of my best friends in the world doing something that we love doing and that's just hearing our own voices so
0: (laughs) (laughs) well put right yeah
1: (laughs) My my wife jokes she's like she, like, does it in, like, a like an old-time old, t- old time radio voice. She's like, so what's Mike going to be blathering about tonight on the podcast? <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Appreciate the Pretty support.
0: Pretty much it. But, hey, you know what? Uh, we have a good time, and that's what matters.
1: It does, yeah. Hey, and we're even going with the old-school intro, man. We're using Debaser um, by the Pixies, which I wanted to I- – I've asked you before, and we were kind of talking about this, like, while the intro music was playing. There was no rhyme or reason for that other than it had a cool bass line, right? Like –
0: yeah no none whatsoever uh it was it uh, yeah i wanted some of the cool baseline slash riff yeah. um back so back in the very 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 early days the halcyon days as we like to say you did. Um, i was using the freeware audacity to cobble together what we had recorded Um, so I wanted to find a little audio clip that was right at the beginning of whatever song we picked that I could just drop right in at the beginning. So I didn't have to go hunting for the exact time signature in the song to go find the little riff I wanted. And I wanted something that had a nice intro that wasn't super long, but didn't have any lyrics. It was long enough that we could like play it and then fade it down as we, as you brought the intro in. Um and that was just the first thing that came to mind that it met that criteria. Um, yeah. so there you go.
1: <laughs> and like there's I wanted to catalog this and I wanted to write it down because there there are I would say like a half a dozen songs that we use consistently on the podcast for various reasons. One of them being Debaser by the Pixies. But we also use like Muse, like I, I almost feel like I need to like go on Twitter and like thank them personally, like Muse and the Pixies and the Foo Fighters, because like I use their music so often because they they fit that same criteria like you were describing. They've got good solid intros, but also too because they have a good fan base in general. There's a lot of instrumental versions of the songs online, so I go and I grab them and I like rip them off of YouTube so that I can use them for them. But there's also 8-bit versions of them, too, and the 8-bit versions sound really good. So, um, yeah, Debaser by the Pixies. Um, Hysteria by Muse. Um, I also use Madness by by Muse as well, um, occasionally, because that's, that's got an amazing beat. Um, I like using uh, anything off of the Sonic Highways album by the Foo Fighters, because they all have really good intros and riffs. Um, what else do I use? I mean, I'll use, I'll use Nirvana occasionally. Um, but yeah, like it's, it, it, if we like it, it's going to get on the podcast at some point, basically is, is, is how that works. So if any of you musicians out there who are hearing this are mad because we're using it, first off, we're sorry. Secondly, we always sing your praises too. So we're always tell everybody how much we love you. So it's never blatantly blatant thievery of your music. It's an homage, if you will.
0: Yeah, go back to some of our music podcasts, and it's yeah. basically just an hour-long gush fest about the various acts that we enjoy. Pretty much, yeah.
1: Speaking of gush fest, we we started talking about this um, briefly when I mentioned that I had started watching The Witcher, but I can't gush enough about how good an actor Henry Cavill is. Like, w- I was I was blown away at how good he was as Geralt in. Um, the Witcher, because I literally like seeing him. I was like, oh, I was gonna be Superman in a wig, Pfft, whatever. No, he is like so into character. He's completely different. He uses a voice that I didn't even think like a human could make. Like, it's so gravelly and manly. And like, I'm like, th- this is like the coolest dude I've ever heard in my life. And he's just like, he's in amazing shape. Like his choreography is spot on. Like he was and he was just absolutely fantastic. But just every every person that was in the show. Like I was so impressed with this. I had never read the books. I had never played the video games. I had heard some people be like, "It's it's kind of hard to follow." I, I don't know what the hell they were doing. Like if they were like texting while they were watching this show. But yeah, I I it was super easy to follow. I was like, oh okay, so now oh, so this is before. This is a different timeline. Okay, cool. All right, so it's all gonna converge in the end. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Like it was not hard for me to pick up at all. And it was it was super enjoyable. The only gripe I had was, I wish he had fought more monsters. I wanted to see more monster fighting, but other than that, it was still really, really good.
0: yeah, and I have um read the first two books, uh, which this entire season was based off of. Yeah, um the first two books, and when I say the first two, I mean chronologically. Um, there's two books called The Last Wish and The Sword of Destiny, and they are really more so um, kind of like the same feel as the first season of the show was that it's a culmination of short stories. Um, and you can see the thread that they put through all the episodes, um, but really they are picking out the the main kind of short stories that, that – um, Not all of them. There's definitely some more. And in those short stories in the books, you're right. There absolutely is a lot more monster fighting or or monsters. Um, The big one that they did that I thought was very, very appropriate and matched the book was when he fought the Striga. Dude, Uh, that that part was was was, such a good fight. Oh, my God. That was the first story in the first book. Like, that's how they kick off the series. And so when I first read that, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to like this, (laughs) this thing. (laughs) I, I was,
1: yeah, I could see where that would be the one that really grabs your attention. But like, I was okay. So like that whole fight, because he very easily could have just been like, I'm going to kill this monster. But like knowing the story and knowing what was going on in the backstory, like the fact that he had a heart was first off was super impressive, but also that fight was incredible. Like, he's like all right i gotta keep it from getting to its crypt so he puts up that magical spell so that it can't like get into that room and like the striga like knocks his ass over and like is running towards the door and hits that wall of magic and i'm just like oh man it's about to get dope and he puts on the silver brass knuckles i was like this is gonna be sweet and it was such a good fight like it was it was incredible and like in the very end like they're both like laying there like exhausted and the sun rises and she's no longer a monster i was yeah, I was super impressed by the way that they handled all of that. It was it was just spot on.
0: And, and back to the point you made about Henry Cavill and his acting, yeah. I, I knew I and there was a, a, just a very small touch of controversy about his casting um, because the original series and I'm not I'm not even going to try and pronounce the the author's name. I am very, very bad at pronouncing it. Uh, you know, other other languages uh, yeah, i barely can speak english um but i know a lot of fans of the series wanted a polish actor to portray yeah. the the polish antagonist er, uh, protagonist um but as soon as they announced him knowing like the witcher's character i've noticed in like almost all of henry cavill's parts he's kind of mastered that look of like can you believe this shit like that kind of like <laughs> where he, you know, he, 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 you can hear without him saying it, him going, <sighs> OK, no. like and and that is a lot of what you see from The Witcher, where he is just dealing with everyone else's nonsense. And you can tell in a lot of ways he's just above it, but he can't escape it. He's in this world, but not of their world. And he's like, all right. And I'm like, Henry Cavill's the guy that can make that face. And he made it a bunch of times. And, and you're right, like his his voice his uh, choreography, obviously, he's built, you know, he's a he's a built dude, uh, so he can pull off kind of the physicality of the role. Um, I, I thought he was perfect casting, but not just him. Kind of everyone throughout the series um, was more or less how I pictured them from from the two books that I've read. Um, they did a really good job of capturing the essence of the various characters and. Um, Y- Yennefer wasn't quite what I pictured, but I thought the okay. actress did a it did a, a really good job of portraying who she was. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe just I had it in my head a little bit differently, but I really did like like her take on it. And obviously, the the trouble with that role is, you know, half the series she has to play this kind of ugly, broken down version of Yennefer, and then the other half she has to portray this very like upright powerful, um, you know, knows exactly what she wants and she's going to go get it kind of woman. So having the dual nature of that role, obviously you need an actress who can do that. And that was done well in spades. Um, I think I just had the, the, the physical vision in my head of what Jennifer looked like a little bit different, but that doesn't really matter all that much. I gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall the, I, I thought the acting was great. Um, there's only one story, and I hope this doesn't ruin it too much for you. Um, but I, I was I was bummed because my favorite story from those two books, my favorite short story, really wasn't in the series. Oh, it wasn't. No, and and they used the character kind of, but in a different way. So the um, the the shapeshifter that they kind of used. Oh, and, yeah and with with the Nilfgaardians, Guardians like it, it's a totally different story in the books. Um, basically he takes the he basically identity thefts, this um, like dwarf not a dwarf like a like a little person who's like a merchant and he's like a really, really good merchant and and what they don't tell you is that when the doppels take over someone, and it's shown in the thing, like when when he's when uh, what's his face, the one Nef Guardian um, is fighting himself in that like next to last episode. Oh he's yeah. He's like, I know all your moves. Like what they don't really get into in super depth, but Adaple takes not only their likeness, but their memories, their experience, their their thought patterns. Like they mimic every aspect of the person they're mimicking. Um, and so this guy takes the little person's um, identity like he ties him up and like leaves him in the woods and then goes and starts doing all these different like deals, like all these back door deals. And he's making all kinds of money. And the real little person meets up with Dandelion and um, and uh, Geralt. And he's like, hey, like, can you help me like figure this whole thing out? And it's a whole like. Little drama of like who is the actual guy and what they're trying to figure out what this doppel has been doing the whole time. And it's a very clever, there's no real like sword fighting or action in it. It was just this kind of mistaken identity story. And in this world, I was like, that is so fun and clever and different from the Geralt goes and stabs monster. Um But it still felt like it 100% belonged in the world. And I was like, OK, I get they didn't have time to do that when with all the other stories they picked and to run the thread line with with the uh, uh, what's her face. The, I, I'm so bad with the names in this because I only read it once. But the the, the freaking little girl, um, uh, it's going to drive me nuts. Uh, Siri. Siri. Thank you. Yeah. I want to say like Cyril. I'm like, that's not right. Um, so I get they had to sacrifice somewhere. But I was like, that was the only negative I had for the whole run of it was like, ah I wish they had my favorite story in there. But yeah, whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's I, I get what you're saying. I mean, like, and and you have a unique perspective because you did read the books. And um, I'm only going to mention it briefly because, like, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it. But like, because honestly, once I started watching it, like, I didn't even notice it at all. And it like had zero bearing or impact on anything. But when this show, when they were when they were casting the show, they were looking for people of color to be involved in production and filming like as playing roles in this in this show. And there was a lot of backlash, and some of it made sense because a lot of a lot of people of Polish descent were like, "Hey, this is a, you know this is a Polish story, it's written by a Polish author, yada 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 yada," and like it should be all like it should be all quote unquote authentic. But like a lot of people, like MC for instance, and Rambo both made this point, and it was really good. They were like, "How are you gonna sit there and, and scream about this needs to be authentic and only white people of Polish descent when you have like giant spider monsters and shit like running around? Because those weren't you know historically accurate." either so it's like you kind of lose your point with all of this and i didn't even notice it i I mean like i saw i was like oh okay there's one guy who's a black guy who's a a guard for the queen but like it didn't affect anything and it had zero impact on anything whatsoever because it's not like it was like out of character because they were all in character doing their thing like i just it just seemed like such wasted energy for anybody to be like upset about this thing before it even happened. And then once it happened, it was so good that it didn't even matter.
0: Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I knew about the Henry Cavill initial touch of, of backlash, but I didn't realize all that history around it. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm always a fan of like best person for the job. You know what I mean? Like if you can do a good job in the role, you can capture the essence of the character. That's the part that, that matters. You know what I mean? Because if if you're intentionally swinging that pendulum one way or the other, intentionally, and you're sacrificing quality for okay, it can only be white Polish people, or it has to be all people of color, just because we want to show everyone that's what we're doing. Like you're going too far in either direction. Like cast the best person for the role. Make sure that. You're giving everyone an opportunity and make something of quality, and I think they did that here.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And like perfect example, Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer is uh, of Indian descent. Like she's British because she's born in England, but her parents are from India originally. So like the fact that there was an upro- uh, an uproar about that was so fucking stupid because like it just it just didn't matter like you said hey this isn't how, how i pictured her looking but like i just i don't see how it impacted anything she was good and like i really yeah, like I, I, I really like her storyline yeah, yeah just
0: to clarify real quick I, I didn't necessarily mean like her ethnicity i i guess i meant more like when she's not her like humpbacked humble like you know, broken version, but like her, you know, powerful wizard version. I don't know. I guess I, I just pictured her more commanding, um, and more like, like larger, like the, you know, I I don't know why it just the way they describe her, like her dress is always black and white, you know what I mean? And just this commanding presence that she has. Um, so I guess I just pictured Someone who was a little more maybe physically imposing um, to kind of match the you know power and um, authority that she commanded from her magical power. And I know that isn't necessarily one to one. I mean, maybe that's the point they're making: is hey, someone who isn't you know completely ripped and jacked and and a little more physically imposing, they actually are the most powerful because they have all this magic, right? But um, that's just because of the descriptions that they're given. I, I Pictured someone with a little more of an imposing physique. Um, ethnicity didn't uh, really matter to me. Uh, that's I just that's what I meant when I said what I visualized from the way I read the book. Oh yeah, no you're you're fine.
1: I mean like I didn't take it as any anything other than just like just like anybody who reads a book, you picture. The character like I yeah that, that's all I meant really by that was because like for instance um I like in reading the uh Thrawn trilogy in Star Wars like I pictured Mara Jade a very certain way like because they described her as she described her as a redhead they described her she like posed as one of Jabba's dancers so they said she had like a dancer's body so I figured she was tall she was skinny like she was mu- like her like muscular frame in general so that's just how I pictured her always and like when you see like the comic books and the action figures, I was like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty close. You know, like it it was just like anything they do in comic books where you're just like, you know, everything's overly proportionate, you know, (laughs) where it's like, yeah. yeah. Right. (laughs) Other than that. I mean, like it was, yeah, it it was, it was fine. That, that was really kind of my take with it too. And like, it just overall, I mean, we're not going to dwell on this too much because like there really wasn't much to dwell on. It was, it was a damn good show. And like, when you were talking about Cavill really getting that, like, are you serious? Like facial expression dead on, but also like, I loved when he would be frustrated by something and he would just stop and there would be like a beat of silence. And he would just look at the camera and go, fuck. Like, it was just like, it was, it was so perfect. And I, it would make me laugh every single time. Like just absolutely wonderful. And the dude, whoever, whoever the actor is that played the bard, um, was so damn funny. That guy yeah, was, I have- I haven't seen him in, like, anything else. Did you recognize him? No, I'm going to look him up real quick. Um, and you said, he, you said he goes by Dandelion?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm pretty sure what they call him, Jasker. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure that is the Polish word for Dandelion.
1: Uh, it says the character behind the song is barred by the name of Jaskier. Here's why Dandelion is named Jaskier in the show. And uh, I'm Andres. I'm, I'm assuming that's how he pronounced. In and Andres Sapkowski's book that inspired both the video game series and the television show, Danny Lila's name was originally Jaskier. If you're watching the series, then you probably had the song "Toss a Coin to Your Witcher" stuck in your head once or twice, which I totally have now. Oh like, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, the character behind the song is a bard by the name of Jaskier who accompanies Gerald. Uh... Dandelion's name was originally Jaskier, which, when translated directly from Polish to English, Jaskier means Buttercup, a name that doesn't quite properly fit the bard's personality. So, instead of Buttercup, the translator opted to change Jaskier's name to Dandelion. So, there you go. There it is. Makes sense. Easy enough. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's just what um, he's called in the book. So, that's what I just naturally have called him. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? Is Jaskier? Oh, wait, that's Dandelion. Never mind. I know who that is now. <laughs> yeah. um, what was funny,
1: like the episode when um, the. Um, I can't remember what the name of the demon thing is that stole his voice. Um,
0: oh, the the djinn?
1: Yes, thank you. Yeah, the djinn steals his voice, right? And he takes um, Jaskier to Yennefer to save him, and he gets his voice back, and she's basically, like, checking to see if his voice works. And he, she's like, sing something for me. And he starts singing, toss a coin to your witcher, and then she grabs him by his junk, and instead of saying, O Valley of Plenty, he says, O Valley of Penis. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely laughed out loud at that part, so...
0: I, I thought he was great. Like even the littlest things like make the difference between a good performance and a great performance. Yeah. Like I, I was recently rewatching the one where they go with uh, with the golden dragon, right? Um, yeah. And they're like on that ledge, and and, and he like looks down. He's like, "Oh fuck!" Like and, like and the yeah. acting was like, "Oh, that's exactly how I'd say it if I was looking down and par- you know, totally petrified for my life." <laughs> Yeah. Um just little moments like that throughout the show, like all the actors and actresses really pulled off those little things to me. And that that's really what what stepped it up. Um that's another reason why I like the acting in Game of Thrones so much. Um, you know, obviously a similar parallel to this is just you put people in these weird, fantastical things where there's magic and dragons. Obviously, there's a bunch of CGI and green screens and crap. And people being able to pull off those tiny little moments and emotions and stuff like that's what elevates something like this for me yeah
1: yeah just from from start to finish i I thoroughly enjoyed the series and the one thing that's been kind of a constant from everybody that i've talked to is like when you get to episode eight and siri looks at Geralt and says who's yennefer and you're all just like, oh, snap, like it drops like right there. You're like, oh, I can't wait to see the next episode. And then there isn't another episode. And you're like, what? I have to wait. Like, yeah, it was it was very well done. Like they, they gave you just enough to keep you interested, but like also teased enough that you're going to just like be all in for season two. Like it was very, very well executed.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to read the rest of the novels and then hopefully by that point, season two's out.
1: Yeah, I might have to check out the novels. I never played any of the video games either. I've heard they're really good, but like... Uh, in fact, there's actually a review of... I want to say it's Wild Hunt, which is the third one. Let me look up here real quick.
0: I That's think it's supposed on. to be the best one, right? That's the one everyone's really into. I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. I've never played any of them before.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we reviewed it on GGR. One of our guys did, and I'm looking right now because I don't remember... A hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure we did. Um, either way, yeah, it, it's the games. I know that many people who are fans of of the games like are, were super excited about this. That like the games are just like well reviewed all the time. So definitely good stuff. Definitely worth watching. Hey, and we also got reviews of all the episodes. Every single episode's got its own review up on GGR. Uh, that was a a joint effort by um our new editor. Benjamin Shapiro, and then we've also got Chelsea House, who was doing the other half of them, too. So they split them up pretty evenly. So good stuff, man. Uh, let's... You didn't get a chance to do this last week because you weren't here with us, Steve, because you guys were doing uh, Valentine's Day uh, shenanigans. Uh, we, we as we all tend to do, we do the, the round table of uh, what we're watching. And mine was... Um, wow, I can't believe I'm blanking on this right now. What am I watching right now? Um, that's is it The awful. Witcher? No, it's not The Witcher. Oh, we talked about season two of, uh, of You, which is on Netflix. MC and I talked about that. And then Yuli mentioned Narcos Mexico, and the also mentioned uh, The Expanse. So uh, both shows that he highly recommended.
0: Yeah, um, The Expanse has been recommended to me a couple times as well. Um, yeah. What did he have to do? He said good things about that, I take it. Because oh, everyone yeah. has... Is he up to date? Because I know it was like, wasn't it on Sci-Fi and now like Amazon Prime picked it up? Exactly. Yeah, it got picked up by
1: Amazon Prime. So it's definitely um, got a second wind because I guess everybody thought it was going to get canceled. But no, it is it is back up and running. But he said he was catching up on it. So it's from everybody that I know that's watched it. They've said nothing but good things. So I got to check it out at some point, too. But um, I wanted to give you a chance to um, talk about some of the stuff that you're watching right now, and then I'll go over some of the things that I've been uh, trying to catch up on or, or watch recently, and then we'll jump into our, our secret topic for the evening.
0: Yeah, so obviously one of them was The Witcher. You know, I was yeah. make, making my way through that and just finished that up this week. Um, one show that I never got a chance to watch, and I don't know why, I got a wild, wild, you know, need to watch some sort of legal thing and I'd never watched Boston legal before. Uh, so I'm going back through on Hulu and they have the whole series and I've been watching that and just, just enjoying the heck out of how weird that show is. Um, that was the one with James Spader and William Shatner, right? Sure is buddy. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, and it's the kind of show that you'd expect would be a show that stars James Spader and William Shatner. It's very, very different, but, but I'm enjoying that. Um, been watching just a lot on youtube as well like i'm in a youtube bubble and and i get in those modes sometimes where i'm like i don't feel like watching anything scripted i'm just gonna let the algorithm decide for me what i'm watching right now so it's a weird cocktail of fan theories and politics and religion and all the various things just popping up in my feed because i've watched one thing once and now it's like you want 20 more of these right and i go i guess i'll watch some of it um, and here might be a decent segue, we'll see. But um there is a series that's been on YouTube for a very long time called Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Um, and as a Dragon Ball Z fan, I stumbled onto this. My buddy Charlie recommended it to me, and it's just a parody series where they take old episodes of Dragon Ball Z, the guys redub over it, uh, and basically just make a big old parody out of everything that is Dragon Ball Z. I've seen
1: a couple of those and and I'm not even a fan of Dragon Ball Z, but those are really funny.
0: The writing is, is on point. Like these guys could write basically anything and be funny. They're just writing about something they've, they're clearly been passionate about their whole lives. Um, The production value is very good. Um, You know, just all the little things are done right. Like the music and the cues and everything like that. Um, And it was unfortunate that over the last week, they announced that they are done. Like they're not going to be producing Ah. any more of it. Um, and they made their way through 60 episodes of their show, which covers, um, for anyone, DBZ fans, it goes all the way out to the cell saga, which is a couple hundred episodes worth of DBZ. Yeah. Um, so I've been going back through and watching a lot of their stuff, too. They've done a ton of the Dragon Ball Z movies. Um, you know, they've done the, the series. They have some other shorts and stuff like that. So kind of as an homage to them, been been watching through a lot of that on YouTube as well. So if you've never seen that and you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z um, and you love it and you want to see someone like lovingly poke it and roast it. I would recommend that very highly as a YouTube series.
1: Nice. I, um, I've, I've been a big fan of the show, um, on YouTube. It's called hot ones where the guy interviews celebrities while they eat chicken wings with increasingly spicier and spicier hot sauces on them. And it's, it's, it's so incredibly entertaining because you see some people who you figured would be like big, tough men who would be able to handle the hot sauce. You just can't do it at all and then on the other side like you have like rachel ray who you figure rachel you know she's a chef right so you figure she'll be able to hold her own but she's you know she's nice and cute and chipper and like you know like hi i'm rachel ray and i'm gonna make this delish dinner and you're like you're adorable and like you figure she'd like tap out like three in no rachel ray's like no don't even give me the chicken wings like like fuck that like and she has a spoon she's like give me the hot sauce on a spoon you're like oh my god and she's like nothing like doesn't even sweat i i was so impressed with Rachel Ray like she was a badass when it came to that and like a lot like uh, Gordon Ramsay for instance Gordon Ramsay could not hold his own like he finished every single one of them but like he was like freaking out and like washing his mouth out with like with like water and like like lemon juice apparently that's supposed to kill the the heat and he was just acting like such a bitch and it was like I was wow. kind of I was I was kind of like wow really really Gordon Ramsay all right that's cool like but it just overall like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Let me give you an example for this guy. So like I figured Stone Cold Steve Austin would, would breeze through all of them because he's, he's Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, like stop a mud hole in you and walk it dry. That like, So he did that. But the real guy, the guy who is Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin is like scarily in tune with his own body. So like I'll give you an example. So he's like, oh, so this one made my heart race just a little bit more. My heart beats up. It's about this many beats per minute. And you're just like, oh, my God, this guy is so in shape that he knows exactly how his body is going to respond to everything. And that was like I wouldn't say eye opening, but it makes a lot of sense for somebody who was a professional wrestler who still stays in good shape. But like he wasn't as redneckish as I thought he would be. He was very, very intelligent. And. That was, I think, the most shocking one for me. And then also the most entertaining one was Weird Al. Weird Al was a blast. Like watching him, he like at one point like the guy's asking him like serious questions. He's like, "What's the biggest misconception that you get as Weird Al?" And he's like, "I'll give you a perfect example." He was like, "When Napster and LimeWire and Kazan, all those things came out, every parody song, whether it was good or whether it was horrible, was attributed to me." He's like, "So there's like these." He's like, there's these parody songs that are like vulgar and just awful. He's like, and everybody was like, oh, it's Weird Al. And he's like, that wasn't me. Like, he was like, I had to do a lot of damage control for that. And I, that was just like one of those things that you didn't really think about, but it makes total sense. Like growing up when we did, but yeah, it's a great show, dude. If you ever get a chance, like just kind of, you don't have to watch every single episode, but scan through and like find celebrities that you like and watch their interviews. They're really, really, really entertaining.
0: That's, that's a very very unique premise and I, I that's what i like things that are a little bit different yeah uh, off the beaten path and then sometimes just familiar last little thing i'll mention lego masters i'm loving the hell oh, out of that. I, I it's so good i watch that yeah it's I, I grew up i mean doing that stuff just building like weird weird fun different things out of just huge boxes of lego so i'm just loving that but not much yeah. more needs to be said there
1: no, it's a, it's a it's a blast. And like Will Arnett is like in his element with that. That's like he's the perfect host for that show. And yeah, same, you know, like I can't tell you how many hours I spent like creating my own theme parks set of Legos and stuff. So, yeah, very cool. Um, I do want to give um a quick shout out, because remember when we talked about how excited I was that Hulu had Quantum Leap and I started watching it and then I ran out of time because Hulu took it off? yeah nbc.com has all the episodes of quantum leap for free
0: get out of time
1: i was so excited last night and i was like because for me there's certain shows i don't know what it is about like late 80s early 90s sitcoms and drama that like they're like a like a security blanket for me it's like if i'm like ready for bed but i'm like i need something to watch i turn quantum leap uh wings um star trek the next generation i turn those on and immediately i'm just like ah calm like let me wrap myself in my blanket and go to sleep like and quantum leap is the perfect amount of that but it's also a really really good show and i'm so happy that one's back so i just wanted to give that a second plus go to mdc.com if you want to watch it for free it's pretty dope um star trek picard i don't know how to to say this without sounding like a fanboy but every turn that this show is made where I could see how some people would be like, oh, no, I don't like this. I'm like, cool. Give me more. Just just I don't care what you're doing. Just keep doing it like I've enjoyed every minute of this series. And like this last episode, the fifth episode was dark as fuck. But still, I really enjoyed it. And like it's it's just it's so well crafted. And you can tell the people who are writing it really love Star Trek like you know how like with the J.J. J. Abrams movies, you could tell that the guys sort of kind of like Star Trek, but there was there was part of it where it was almost like, well, oh, we don't really like Star Trek. So we're going to change these things because we need it to be more exciting. And you're like, yeah, but that doesn't that's not really Star Trek. Uh, all right. Whatever, J.J. It's, it's it's cool and it's shiny and this, the Enterprise looks like a hot rod now. OK, cool. Whatever, man. Like they're not doing that with this like they're they're, you can tell that they really care about these characters and it's really awesome my only gripe is like everybody has a tragic backstory it's like jesus can't somebody have just been like nah nothing bad's happened really you know just like kind of flew around the galaxy a little bit did some stuff you know shot a couple phasers you know nope but i've had a pretty good life like nobody's like that everybody is like i have this tragic story where all of my family died it's just (laughs) like it's like fuck man come on (laughs)
0: it could have so been, been that think, bad like, right? it's a utopia where they don't need any no one worries about physical goods or possessions anymore okay. yet everything is still terrible for everyone's history it would be like you'd think someone out there would be like yeah no i just kind of sit around my replicator all day and we just have a good old time <laughs>
1: Exactly. I just whip through like 90s fast food restaurant menus and order the stuff on the replicator. It's kind of cool, actually, you know, like it's. yeah, no,
0: teleported it right out of my belly. No calories. It's awesome.
1: (laughs) I teleported right out of my
0: stomach. They take my nutrition pill. We're in business. All the flavor, none of the carbs. It's this is the future, guys. There you go. Um, but I, hi- I highly
1: recommend and r- recommend jumping on board if you haven't started watching this and I swear, swear to God, no pun intended. Um, yeah, like it's, it's really good. Um, it is a little heavy on the backstory, but it's been 20 years since we've been in the Star Trek universe, we needed backstory. So that's one of the other things too. It's meticulous and it gives you all of the, the, it answers almost all the questions that you have about what's happened since we last saw this crew. Um, but like the story that they're building to is, is super interesting. So I'm, I'm, I'm all in for this one. Um, what we'll do, Steve, if, if you got one more, any, anything else you're watching, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up on that and then we'll go into our secret topic for, for episode two.
0: No, not really. I mean, little stuff like you mentioned Gordon Ramsey, like me and Manuel watch like 24 hours to hell and back, you know, Brooklyn oh. nine, nine, just little things like that. There, that was are on an Hulu. Episode,
1: there was an episode on, um, of the Gordon Ramsay uh, to hell and back. That features a restaurant that's not far from here in Tappahannock, Virginia. That's like on the water. It's like not far from here at all. So like I need to go check this place out.
0: Oh, which one was it? Was it the one that was like a seafood place? Yes. They changed to like a diner. Yes. Oh, man. That one was a real, real cluster up in there. I'll that was a good episode.
1: <laughs> I'll have to check that. I haven't watched it yet. Sandy said she watched it, but she's like that's where her her uh, her dad's family's from anyways. So like she was like all in for that. But I'll have to check that one out. But, guys, that's our first episode. Because it's just me and Steve, you guys are going to get a bonus. You're going to get two episodes tonight. Um, when we come back, we're going to lift the veil here. We're going to tell you what we're going to talk about. Everybody had it's, – it's like my new favorite phrase to say, and that's a cultural touchstone. Everybody had one of these at some point in their life where it was music. It was a movie. It was food. It was TV. It was an event. It was something that happened that changed everything total paradigm shift to quote my friend steve monick here um where your life was different because of this thing steve and i have got some that we're going to talk about when we come back here on the second episode of ggr pirate radio uh so thanks to everybody that is listening uh, to everybody involved with the great geek refuge again the website is greatgeekrefuge.com. check it out there's lots of great podcasts lots of great articles um for myself and for steve monick thank you for tuning in and guys remember don't be a juice bag
0: Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!